Hello and welcome to a series of selections and adaptations from the play The Raconteurs, a story of George Burns and Gracie Allen by Lauren Milberger. Thank you for coming back. I'm your host, Stephen Tobolowsky. For today's episode, we're going back a little in our story to take you through the evolution of what became the Burns and Allen Act. Now, during this time, George and Gracie were best friends with comic legend Jack Benny. He was on the big time, while they built themselves up from the small time, all leading to what we heard George called the pinnacle of vaudeville, the Palace Theater. As we learned in previous episodes, George and Gracie had different roles at first. George told the jokes. Gracie told him the setups. What happened? We'll take you to their first performance in Newark, New Jersey, 1923. Why didn't you ever buy me something? I bought you jewelry, diamonds, rubies. You did? Well, I don't see them. Well, I, I, I'm keeping them in a safe for you. Every day you read in the paper that some girl got robbed, and they take all her jewelry. Now you can go home uh, alone, and if someone whacks you in the head and robs you, I don't lose out. And then the strangest thing happened. No one laughed at me. Well, maybe not that strange. They were laughing at Gracie's straight lines. She was delivering the lines different from rehearsal. And now all of a sudden, the audience thought lines like, So how stingy was he? Were hysterical. The audience loved her. And it just happened. Like that. In between the matinees and the evening shows, I gave a few of my singers to Gracie. I was no dope, and I didn't want them to give our pictures back. Who was that guy I saw you kissing backstage? How? I don't know. You mean you kiss a guy and you don't know who he is? Well, I was standing in the wings, and he said, How about you and me having a bite tonight? And I said, No, I'm busy tonight. But if you like, I'll bite you right now. By the time we finished our three days in Newark, Gracie had almost all the lines and all the laughs. By the end of the month, Gracie was the whole act. The more laughs she got, the more new jokes I wrote into the act. But first, we had to work our way up from the bottom. And that meant going on the road as a disappointment act. Hello, folks. I'm Jack Benny. I'll pause for applause. A disappointment act was an act that if another act was sick or didn't show up, you got the call. If there was a flu epidemic, Burns and Allen were there. I had all kinds of jokes for Gracie. I had nasty and sarcastic jokes. The audience wouldn't stand for it. But the dumb jokes they liked. And soon a pattern of jokes started to emerge. I called it illogical logic. Where do you keep your money? In a bank. What interest do you get? Four percent. Ha! I get eight. You get eight? Yep. I keep mine in two banks. Ladies and gentlemen, direct from their house record of 34 minutes on stage in Detroit, their success in Louisville, Chicago, and Philadelphia, Oklahoma, Ohio, and the Jefferson Theater in New York. It's now 1928. I'm 32 years old. We want to send some flowers to Gracie after the show. When should we do it? Wait until after our second encore. Natty, listen. You just can't go on stage with that lack of confidence. 
Live on stage at the Palace Theatre, the Mecca, the Dream, the top of the list for every performer and star. Finally, after all these years, together again for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, help us in welcoming, in Lamb Chops at the Palace Theatre, Burns and Allen. Gracie, do you like to love? No. Well then, do you like to kiss? No. Well, what do you like? Lamb chops. How many lamb chops can you eat? Four. You mean a little girl like you could eat four lamb chops alone? No, silly, not alone. But with potatoes, I could. Now, this is the part of the act we call the insurance. The part that never fails, what we became known for. Gracie, how's your brother? You mean the one with the appendicitis scar on his neck? Well, really, he's just... Gracie, your appendix is down around your waist. I know, but he was so ticklish they had to operate. Gracie, why don't we switch it up for a bit and I tell the jokes. If I should say to you, why are apples green? All you have to do is repeat the same thing. You say, I don't know, why are apples green? Ah, I get the idea. I repeat what you say and then you tell the answer. That's it. Well, here we go. What fellow in the army wears the biggest hat? I don't know, why are apples green? Now, don't be silly. When I say, what fellow in the army wears the biggest hat... You must say, I don't know, what fellow in the army wears the biggest hat? Oh, I get it. You're the comedian. Go ahead, be funny. <laughs> the critics loved us. Well, I should say they loved Gracie. See, by now the audience had finalized my character. The no-talent boyfriend of Gracie Allen, riding on a coattails. Let me see, Gracie, the reviews can't be as bad as all that. Miss Allen is the best dumb Dora act seen on the boards in recent months. Who knows how far she could go if she worked alone. I used to tell Gracie this story. She just loved it. I was a real ladies' man back before I met Gracie. I know it's hard to believe, but I was. And my mother was lecturing me by telling me how each one of my seven sisters had been married a virgin. You're right, Ma, I said, but that's because they're homely. My mother turned to me and said, Pass the salt. Gracie, did you see our notices in the paper this morning? Pass the salt. See, I told you she loved that story. Stop. Tell me, Gracie, how was your cousin? You mean the one who died? Yeah. Oh, he's fine now. Music. Stop. What can I say? At the palace, the finish worked. Music. Humor is a funny thing. Sometimes material. It, uh, it won't cook. It won't make jelly. And other times... George, my brother the window washer lost his job. Your brother the window washer lost his job? That's right. He was working on the 20th floor and he stepped back to admire his work. And that's, that's how, how he, he lost, lost his, his job. job. It just works. It's now 1929, and I'm 33 years old. We've got every vaudevillian's dream. Playing the big-time circuit, two shows a day, top of the bill. We played Broadway for 17 weeks, a vaudeville record, nine of them at the palace. And no one gave us our pictures back. But vaudeville was dying, and no one could have blamed us. It was just true. 
We've reached the end of our series, but if you would like to see more scenes and excerpts from The Raconteurs, you can let us know by leaving a review or tweeting our playwright, Lauren Milberger, at Lauren Milberger, and I will spell this for you. It's all one word, capital L-A-U-R-E-N, capital M-I-L-B-E-R-G-E-R, at Lauren Milberger. And for industry inquiries, please email burnsandallenplay at gmail.com. That's one word, burnsandallenplay at gmail.com. Today's episode has been adapted for this radio performance from the play The Raconteurs, a story of George Burns and Gracie Allen by Lauren Milberger, with Kevin Sebastian as George Burns and Lauren Milberger as Gracie Allen, and special guest star Jeffrey Wolf as Jack Benny. T for Two was orchestrated by Jonathan Fox Powers. For additional music credits, please see this episode summary below. Thank you for joining us. And as always, I've been your host, Stephen Tobolowski. Say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>